Heavenly Father, your son tells us to pray to send out laborers into your harvest. So that's our prayer. God of all goodness and grace, send out your people with your power and authority that the whole world might come to know, love, and serve you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. It's everybody's favorite Sunday of the month, right? The first Sunday of the month, we begin with a children's message, and I love how we gather all the children close to the sanctuary. We get to discuss and learn about the Christian faith, about the life and teachings of Jesus. And as I've said before, you never know how it's going to go. So that's part of the fun, right? So this time, uh, any and all children and, and parents, you're welcome to join them as well, a little closer to the sanctuary for our children's message. Good morning. Love the enthusiasm. morning. Good morning. Hello. How's everybody doing? Good. Good? Yeah? It seems like it's been a couple weeks since we've gotten able to, to talk like this, and uh, a lot's happened so far, hasn't it, this, this month, yeah. the start of a new month. What have you all been doing this summer so far? Um, we went to our grandparents, both of them. Both of them? One lives in California, one lives in Texas. In Texas. All right. Two great states. What else has been going on this summer? Fourth uh, of July. Fourth of July, yeah. Anybody see any fireworks? Uh, not yet. Not yet? You saw two? Only two? No. More than that. Oh, two shows. Yeah, maybe. On Fourth of July night, me and my sister both heard a lot of poppers. Yeah, a lot of poppers. And I saw You saw a firework? Yeah. Anybody else? Did you see fireworks? Are they scary? No? You, you saw fireworks at Disney World? Cool. Yeah, so summer's really fun because we get to go on trips, right? We get to go on vacation. Sometimes we go somewhere and we just kind of relax. Like, like maybe we go to a beach and we don't really do much and just... You went to a beach? We actually went to two different beaches. Three beaches one summer. That's awesome. Sometimes our vacations are, are um, more of adventures, right? Like we go, we go camping, we go hiking, hiking, we go to uh, an adventure park like Disney World or Six Flags, right? Or that waterfall you went to. Or Legoland. Or Legoland, yeah. So, okay, if you had your choice, if you had a, a trip that was just kind of relaxing and doing nothing, or a trip where you went on an adventure and did lots of fun stuff, or a cruise, which do you prefer? You're going on a cruise? Alaska, California, Texas? Man, I want to be part of the Harkins family. That's awesome. No, it's going to be next year. If, if I could ask again, okay, if you had a, a chance to do nothing on a trip or an adventure on a trip, what would you want to do? A cruise and be by yourself. Okay. <laughs> a Disney cruise. Well, can I tell you that I love adventures? I love vacations, but it's more an adventure. And can I tell you what the greatest adventure of all time? The greatest adventure of all time is being a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's the longest lasting, most fun adventure is being an active follower of Jesus. Can I tell you a story? It's actually not my story. It comes from the Bible. Uh, Anybody bring a Bible today? No. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very good, all right. It's never a bad idea to bring a Bible to church, okay? So this 
actually comes from Luke chapter 10, okay? And it says that as Jesus was going towards Jerusalem, let me show you where he was. Okay. Jesus is probably somewhere up here, and he's going towards Jerusalem. Can you find where Jerusalem is? Does it say it? Jerusalem is all the way down here. Wow. So he's had a long way to travel, and he knows he's going to die there in Jerusalem. Where are we? We're way over there. It's not even on this map. Jesus knows he's going to die, so what he does, he sends 70 people out ahead of him, and he gives them this instruction. He says, go to the towns, and he say, peace be with you. God's kingdom is here. Can you say that? Peace be with you. God's kingdom is here. Yeah, that's kind of all they were told to say, but you know what they did? They healed people. They prayed for people, and people got healed. So maybe it was like headaches. Maybe it was blindness. Maybe they couldn't see, and they healed them. They could see. Maybe it was deafness, like blind Bartimaeus. Yeah. Yeah, pretty incredible, right? And, and those disciples came back, and they said to Jesus, Jesus, even the demons submit to us in your name. And he says, I've given you all the power and authority over evil and darkness. And yeah, that's awesome. But the coolest thing is that you're a disciple. The greatest thing is that your names are written in heaven. Ooh. Yeah, that's a real story. That's what Luke talked about in his gospel reading today. So the best part, though, I would say, is that Instead of staying in here in the Bible, it's now our turn. It's, it's now yours and mine turn to be sent out from, from Jesus. Did you know that when you were baptized, you were actually commissioned as a missionary? God sends you. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. What do you mean sent? Like sent you to a trip or like sent Both. God sends us to live in himself, and he sends us on a trip Every day. We may not go very far geographically. We may stay in Fort Worth. But every day is a trip with God himself. You wake up and you say, God, I am yours and you are sending me. Where do you want me to take? Where do you want to take me today? Sometimes that's school, right? Sometimes that's to uh, a, a camp of some kind. Sometimes that's to the grocery store with your parents. But all of that is an adventure of following Jesus. So I want you to think of yourselves, okay, as missionaries. And every day is an adventure of discipleship. Sound pretty cool? Yeah. Okay, can we pray? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you call us to yourself. We thank you that you sent Jesus to be our example of godly living and sacrificial love. And we know that he sends us. And so we pray that you would give us grace to follow where you are leading and live each day on that adventure of discipleship. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming up. You know, if you've ever read a gospel book, if you've ever read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, if you've ever read it in a, in a short amount of time, like a day or two or, or three days, if you've ever done that, I hope you can at least make this, this, this observation. It must have been so exciting following Jesus. It must have been 
a great adventure in following the ministry of Jesus Christ, and, and for really good reason. I mean, not only did he have some great and wonderful teaching, not, not only did this 30 to 33-year-old man have some just incredible wisdom in his teaching, but maybe more so, it was the things that he actually did. Even from the start, his first miracle. Anybody remember his first miracle? Water into wine, right? Yeah? How much? 150 gallons of water turned into wine. That's a lot of wine. That hopefully kept the party going at least a few days more, right? He was about celebration. What else did he do? Yeah, he multiplied fish and bread to feed 5,000 people, 4,000 people. He healed people, right? He, he healed the blind. He made the mute speak. He made the deaf hear. He cured leprosy. Anybody ever actually seen leprosy? It's scary. It's, it's, it's sad. And he, he healed them. He cured them. He walked on water. He calmed the storm. One of my favorite stories is, is that he, he sent a demon into a herd of pigs, and the pigs ran down the hill and drowned themselves. I mean, that's terrifying, but kind of cool too, right? <laughs> that's probably not even the craziest thing he did. You, you know that joke that, that it's been said that Jesus was actually the worst funeral guest of all time. <laughs> he kept ruining funerals by raising the dead, right? Raising the dead. The guy was dead and now he's alive again. Wouldn't have that been awesome to see? Wouldn't that have been terrifying to see? But it's exciting, right? So our gospel lesson is actually one of those exciting stories. Jesus is headed to Jerusalem. He's, he's headed to his death. And then he sends out 70 disciples before him. Just a quick note on that. Luke, the, the author, intentionally writes 70, probably for, for two main reasons. One, if, if we can remember from the book of Numbers, that's the fourth book of the Bible, the book of Numbers, God tells Moses to appoint 70 elders to help lead and direct the people in the wilderness wanderings. So here in the gospel lesson, Jesus is portrayed as the new Moses. He likewise appoints 70 to help lead in the new Exodus. Is that making sense? Okay, so that's first. Second, 70 was thought to be the, the number of the nations in the world. 70 was thought to be the number of nations in the world. So what Luke is communicating is that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, is open and available to all nations of the world. It's God's hope that every tongue, tribe, and nation will come to know and love Jesus as Lord. And that hope has not changed these past 2,000 years. So in this story with Jesus' approaching death, there's a sense of urgency in all the nations receiving the saving gospel and the saving message of Jesus Christ. So here's just something to think about. How many nations do you think are present in Fort Worth? I, I actually don't know. But as we are called to make disciples of all nations, isn't it really cool to think about how many nations make their home right here in Fort Worth? CTR, there is great opportunity here. Okay, so if you're following along in our Bible story, 
The 70 are sent out. They are to proclaim the peace and God's kingdom is here. And Jesus teaches them, don't worry about the results. Don't worry about the results. God is in charge of the results. Their mission was simply to proclaim peace and to proclaim God's kingdom. And on their mission trip, as we mentioned, they got to heal the sick. They got to cast out demons. They got to share what they had seen and heard Jesus say and do. That's pretty cool stuff, isn't it? So 2,000 years later, right here in Fort Worth, it, it, it really breaks my heart hearing some people say that Christianity is boring. That's one of the main complaints among the younger generation today, that they say that Christianity is boring. It's not. No. In reality, it should be far from that. Christian discipleship should really be the greatest and longest lasting adventure of, our, of all time. I know that our Christian faith can be accused of many things, and we don't have time to go into detail of that. But the accusation of boring should not be one of them. Look at the life of Jesus. Look at the life of the early church in the book of Acts. If, if that's boring, then nothing is exciting. So what happens? Better question, where have we gone wrong? Because it's not God's fault. It's not Jesus' fault. Where has that disconnect been in these 2,000 years? Maybe, just maybe, one of the issues is the temptation of comfort. Especially right here in America, Christianity can be pretty comfortable. You know, it's just come to church every now and then, do some kind of service once in a while. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good life. But is that all, all we're after? A good life? Don't we want more? Don't we want a great life? We are actually called to greatness. Jesus said, whoever wants to become great among you, and just kind of stop right there, because he knows that we desire greatness. He knows that we want to be great. And not only does he affirm that, but then he shows how. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servants. Just as the Son of Man did not come to serve, but to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for money. The great adventure of a great life is found in serving and giving your life. And sometimes that is really uncomfortable. So I want to share just a, a few things that are going on in, in the lives of some of our young disciples here at CTR. Just last week, just this past last week, a dad told me that he caught his daughter reading the Gospel of John. I'm sure dads can catch their teenage kids doing lots of things, but catching them read the Gospel, how awesome is that? He said that, that she actually wants to read Revelation, and earlier this week, another college student said she wants to read Revelation. You guys know how exciting and challenging the book of Revelation is? And it's our young disciples that want this. I know two of our students just got back from mission trips in El Salvador and New Mexico. And mission trips, they, they, they stretch your com comfort zone so that you can grow in your adventure of discipleship. One of our students is going to a different city in different states every week just to help out with a youth discipleship camp. That's awesome. We have several of our students serving and going to Camp Cruces. And you guys know how much I love Camp Cruces. It's a 
week-long discipleship opportunity that can change lives because it changed mine. And I know there's a lot more going on this year and in the summer in our lives, but I just wanted to highlight some of the junior high and high school and college students that are growing in their faith of Jesus Christ and his church. So that being said, Father Chris and I are talking and we really feel God is leading us, leading this family into a season of discipleship. So maybe it's time we begin or continue to explore what following Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit really look like, really looks like, especially if we are uncomfortable enough to open ourselves to the Holy Spirit, to stretch us. Maybe it really begins by, by looking for ways to bring up God. Even in our daily conversation, maybe it's looking for ways to say the name of Jesus Christ in our daily conversations. Maybe it's about beginning or, or ending the day, writing a few things down that we are thankful for. We have a great God who has entrusted us with so much. Maybe it's about reaching out to someone. Maybe it's about finally reaching out to that person that's been on your heart and mind for a while, right? And maybe you're a little scared of what to say or to do. That's okay. This is an adventure. Have courage. Don't worry about the results. Maybe it simply means that we start a morning ritual, morning prayer time. We already have morning prayer time. Maybe we just kind of add this as many days as we can. We say, Lord, thank you for another day. I choose to follow you this day. I ask that you give me grace and the opportunity to speak about you and to serve someone else today and to grow in my adventure of discipleship. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.